views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. This show's audio was via a Skype call. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everyone. Thank you for tuning us in and turning us on. I'm here with my friend, my colleague, amazing doctor, Dr. Nusheen Darvish. And we're taking 15 years in review. And it's hard to get the 15 years in an hour. So we have some outtakes for a lot of folks out there that are wondering. But, you know, this has really been a journey in not just the evolution of medicine, but the evolution of you as a doctor, uh, the people that like me that uh, are very grateful for the work you've done with us. It really is a look back and an evolution, body, mind, spirit, all of them working together really harmoniously. Uh, And I I think I mentioned it to you a little bit that I was really sick. Well, of course, you know that I was really sick, right? And But I didn't know what was wrong. And I had bounced around and the angel lady said to me, oh, you got to find somebody that administers T3. And I didn't know what T3 was. And I just followed her instructions and I Googled it at the time. And your name came up with a couple of other doctors. And for whatever reason, I didn't even hesitate. And I called the number. And don't you remember, I walked in and you were over at the other building, right by Overlake, right? The really small building. Very small. Very small. Overlake. (laughs) And I walked in and I think I said something like, okay, I I have thyroid. There's something wrong with my thyroid. And you said something like, okay, I got really good news for you. And I said, what? And you said, there's nothing wrong with your thyroid or something like that. And, and I, and I said, Oh, okay. And you said, yeah. And I got some other news and I said, okay, we have to find out what is wrong with you, but you don't ever use the word wrong. You know, you use things like we have to find out what's going on. And I left there. And the next thing you said to me is next time, bring all your supplements And I came in, and do you remember I had like two plastic bags full? I remember that. Do you remember that? Uh, Two plastic bags. And I was so proud of myself because, you know, Jessica, I walked in and I says, oh, look, look, I'm taking all these really good things. And basically, you pretty much said in a kind Uh -uh. way, yeah, (laughs) Uh -uh. don't take those anymore. (laughs) And then on the journey, we went. But the the punchline to the story is I'm alive today because of you. 
And that's why I'm alive. You're very gracious, but you're alive because God wants you to be alive. That too. And that serving too. the way you're serving humanity. That too. But now somehow, I may be a assistance in that process, but I'm not the reason. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Um, and, you know, it's it's funny, Dr. Darvish, because I was looking at your new website, which is beautiful. Which you, one did you look at? Because, you know, we have two websites now. No, drdarvish.com. Okay, because there's yeah. also holistichealth.com. Yes. Yeah, I looked and at that. That one was upgraded up, uh, lately as well. Yeah. But here's what I noticed. I'm looking at drdarvish.com, and you got this great video of you coming in and going out. And I looked at it and I thought to myself, wow, I know him. I know her. I, and what I love about it is all of us are alive today and well today. And that's what we're talking about and celebrating. This is our 15th year. It's very exciting. I have to tell you, it's Dr. Yours. It's ours. It's yours. It's ours together. Yes, it is. Right. And I have to tell you that it's just been such a blessing to have you in my life starting 15 years ago when I started this practice here in Bellevue and the journey that um, you have taken with me and the encouragement and the support that you have given me and us and the Holy Steak and the patients and the world around all of us to find each other and to help us become better individuals, to become more healthier, more well, more wise, more learned, more educated, more spiritual. It's just uh, been really an awesome, mm -hmm. awesome journey with you. So I really applaud you for all that you've done and you continue to do. And I love having you in my life and I thank you so much. I'm so grateful to you. So, mm. so I to you, Dr. Darvish. I mean, I remember talking to my friend who became your patient. And I remember the day he was told he had a brain tumor. Oh, my God. I think mm. I'm going to cry. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. And, and I remember saying something like, you got to go see my doctor. Uh, and I remember talking with his wife for a minute. And I said, listen, you may not know a lot about what I'm talking about. And off he went and he became your patient. And when I think and then we did a show with him, you remember? Yes. Yep. And he talked about the fact that he, like many others, have had serious, serious illnesses, diseases, whatever you want to call them. And conventional medicine, if I may say, pretty much wrote them off, right? But I got to sit in a room next to these people and I watched them, even for a, a period of time, live life, be able to be with their children, be able to be with their family, you know, be able to have hope. And Dr. Darvish, that's what you do. You, you bring hope to the forefront of every conversation, everyone you bring in, everyone you work with. But it's that hope that you then turn into hope and in action. And with hope and action and looking at the whole of a body, 
not just the body, but the emotions, the the spirituality, every part of that you bring into the forefront. And you know, I'm a girl from New York. So you can imagine <laughs> me 15 years ago in the room with you, right? I think I picked up your New York accent. You did. Yeah, I think you picked it up. Um, but I want to ask you this question. Did you imagine for yourself, you're graduating Bestier University, did you imagine for yourself that we would be sitting here today, not only a graduate of Bestier University, but you have been consultants for great countries around the globe. You know, you have been on panels. You have been on advisory boards. You have been one of the first people, if not the first doctor in the state of Washington that was willing to even recognize or say the words Lyme disease. You know, this has been your journey. You never quit. You grow, you learn. And here we are today. What were you thinking if you could remember back, right? Uh, uh, probably not thinking about, man, I got about four or five kids home or something. But <laughs> when you graduated, what was your vision and are you living it? You know, when I graduated, I went through a two-year residency and I used those two-year uh, two residency time to really meditate and understand what I was supposed to do along with, of course, experiencing and learning more, but I really didn't know what I was going to do. And at the end of the two years, um, I was pregnant, <laughs> and I thought, okay, well, maybe this is what I'm supposed to do, be a mom. <laughs> right? But I said, you know, it's more than that. I have to set an example for my daughters, if not anybody else. And so I, um, I continued to practice part-time once I had my first one and then the second one and then the third one. And when the third one came along, that was in 2002, I decided, you know, this is time to actually move forward with what I'm supposed to do. And by that time, it had become very clear that I... I was supposed to be part of this creation of health and wellness and at the forefront of helping people deal and overcome conditions and diseases that they feel so hopeless for. And that we were supposed to set up this environment, this clinic, whatever you want to call it, um, that was of diverse providers both religious, cultural, and professional providers, that they were all working together in really one family under one united way of helping people, each bringing their own wisdom and understanding, but we really become integrated and united and help mm. people advance. So at that time when I met you, I was pretty much, we were a one-man show, really. It was me, oh, oh, no. John, and my oh. front desk gal. I know, right. But, and John used to do the front desk, too. Yes. John, yes. I remember John would, John would be like, oh, it's front desk. That's right. So that was a one-man show, and I had no idea that 
it would journey us and take us to where we are today. Yeah. And um, helping and seeing so many people that have come through so much mm-hmm. drama and trauma and experience in their lives. And here I am trying to assist these people achieve their goals and their wellness and their health and their hopes and dreams. So it's been quite a journey. It's been quite a journey. I've learned a lot. We've learned a lot, you and I. Yeah. yeah. We've experienced a lot. We have um, shifted people a lot, shifted ourselves. I'm, I think, in many ways the same and in many ways very different than I was 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. I've watched the, my girls grow and experience things and um, have them become healthy young women that are able to help their peers. It's been really exciting. It's been really exciting to watch people come in, work with me, and for whatever reason, their journey leads them to their next stage in life when they mm-hmm. were very stuck when before they came in here feeling very stuck and now they're moving through life and you know they were feeling sick and disabled and just not being able to work Mm -hmm. and now they're changing communities transforming families and societies around them it's really exciting to watch all of that yeah and I remember the first time I met your daughters right uh teeny weeny running around right yes Um, right my, my two-year-old to the office. <laughs> right. Yes. And I remember it. And, and you know how I knew that we, uh, there was a moment that I had where I realized we had really been together on this journey. Remember when, you know, the, go, the girls came in and did a show. Yeah. show in the yes. studio. And, you know, I had a moment when I was just looking and I thought, these women these young women are just carrying the torch that you and John have put in place, you know, carrying this, this torch of standing up and understanding what the values are in life that create a better world. And I think all of us that get to work with you, that get to heal with you, that get to grow with you, you know, we all get to understand what that is. And so part of this is really celebrating. It's a celebration of what you've done, but also what's to come. I want to ask you this. Go to the website, drdarvish.com, or also, I mean, people can go to holistichealth.com. Right. And what you're going to find there are things like detoxification, nutrition, Uh, spinal manipulation, homeopathy, and then you'll find things that most of the world may not know about that you're doing. One of my favorite, ozone therapy. I want to ask you this question. In 15 years, all along the way, you were one of the first to do things like Ondamed. What can you say about the evolution of what you do but also the evolution of natural medicine. You know, it's been really exciting to watch the growth of natural medicine. Initially in 1991, when I entered Bastyr University to go to school, 
insurance wasn't covering doctors. My family and friends thought I was crazy leaving Vancouver, British Columbia, coming down here to go to some little school <laughs> to study some natural medicine that wasn't even real medicine. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And I had turned down, I was even crazier because I had turned down a medical scholarship to, to the uh, medical school at UBC. And so I came down and I started this study and I had no idea, but I just knew that I was supposed to be doing this and graduated. And actually it was during my third year that insurance companies started covering naturopathic medicine and, um, and I started practicing. And then in the, in the millennial, just at the shift of the millennial 2002, 2003, four. I realized that people are getting into this thing called the anti-aging medicine. Right. <laughs> anti-aging. And I looked further into what anti-aging medicine was. It was just another term for naturopathic medicine to create wellness within the body from inside out. Now, the anti-aging medicine um, now has developed to include you know, advertising, marketing for the aesthetics portion of our being. But really, originally, it was take your fish oil, <laughs> right? Take your CoQ10. Yeah. And I remember way back in 1991, 92, nobody even knew what fish oil was. Nobody oh. knew what CoQ10 was. Yeah. Nobody knew what lecithin was, nothing. And now medical doctors are prescribing fish oil and CoQ10. Go take your probiotics. And, and the list goes on. So everybody is now realizing how important it is to heal the body with natural mm -hmm. medicine from the inside well, out. One of the things I want to give you and natural medicine credit for is how do we how do I want to refer to it is the unmasking of vitamin D deficiency in this sure. country. And, well, and really, you you all led the charge on that. Well, and also hormone therapy, bioidentical hormone therapy. hormone therapy started with us in the 1990s and the late 1980s. So it's been a journey of shifting people from doing synthetic medications to doing a more holistic, like-minded medicine that really matches our body inside and out physically, mentally, emotionally, biochemically, physiologically. And now, you know, so as we journey through this period of time, now I am so overwhelmed by the gratitude that medical doctors, especially a number of my medical doctor friends from the East Coast, when I connect with them, they say, oh, you're a real doctor. You know, they're recognizing that as naturopathic physicians, we go through four years of medical school, two years of basic medical sciences, pathology and diagnostics and laboratory testing and all of that, physical exam diagnosis, laboratory diagnosis. And then we spent the final two years learning about pharmacology and minor surgery, but then all of this other natural medicine stuff, anything from nutrition to homeopathy to herbal medicine and emotional work, body work, I mean, manipulation, and the list goes on. 
And so when we graduate, we have this whole bag. I call it the goodie bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? We have right. this whole bag of tools that we can use that can be very individualized and personalized to to the patient that we are seeing. And not everything matches that individual, right? So as we're going through this journey, now I'm seeing that um, regenerative medicine is coming to a forefront. And regenerative medicine really includes natural medicine. It includes bioidentical hormone therapy. It includes ozone therapy, which rejuvenates and heals the cells. But it's now including stem cell therapy. And that's the next step that's right. in our in, in our advancement here at Holistique is incorporating stem cell therapy into our practice. I so it's to, all very, very exciting. It's all very exciting. I want to ask you this question uh, too. I refer to myself uh, and, uh, and, and I love this reference to me. Um, I got to be the recipient of trying a lot of new things, right? Because maybe to you, it wasn't a mystery what was going on to me, but I had spent a lifetime not taking care of my body seriously. Um, and off I went on this journey. And I found myself like a little kid in a candy store sometimes. And you're the one that got me and said to me, you have to be responsible for your own healing. You have to be responsible for understanding what's going on, perhaps why it's going on emotionally, spiritually, and otherwise, and then stay on the forefront. So I love that about you because I would walk into my, I, Jessica, you got to get it. I would walk in some days, Jessica, and I would say, Dr. Darvish, have you heard of snake venom therapy? <laughs> or I would say, and she was just like this. She would laugh like that. Um, and, and And have you, have you heard of bee therapy? And nowadays we're looking at things like bee therapy that people are all over the world are looking at for the first time. But other than those things, what I was fascinated was by how little I knew, how very little I knew about natural things that thousands of years ago when we walked the earth, we wouldn't be here without. I want to ask you this. Every year you find something new, you look at something new, you find new ways of helping people. What is it about what you do, what we can talk to our audience to talk about the fact that a one size doesn't fit all, that we have to look at the person? I'd love for you to talk about that because that's what I think was one of the reasons that, that I'm here today. You really looked at everything about me. And it's never done. No. <laughs> it's a lifetime journey, right? Yeah. yeah. It's a lifetime journey and we're such individuals and there's so much beauty in each one of us that only if we could unleash that inner power within us, look, we would have such a magnificent world to live in with such amazing people around us continuously and consistently. But it takes a lot of work because it's very easy to fall in the short and go into the negative, into the darkness. But, you know, I guess 
I have a passion that you, t- you asked me if I've had a, anything changed. My passion hasn't changed. In the last 25 years that I've been practicing, my passion really hasn't changed. Right. I still love what I do. I still love figuring out what's going on with you as an individual, not what's going on, but what's going on with you. And that's very, very individualized because you have your own ability to understand things, investigate things independently. You have the spirit, the soul connection. You have the ability, now we understand, to change your DNA through things like meditation and prayer and intentions and so forth. But you also have this physical being that we are working with that needs nutrients, that needs certain foods, that needs some stimulation, that needs some exercise, that needs oxygen, that needs regeneration, rejuvenation, healing, in order for your soul to really radiate through this body, right? So it's extremely individualized, extremely individualized. And I can't emphasize that more than, you know, I just can't emphasize it as much as I like to, it's because it is such a powerful being we are. And if we could only understand, I don't understand it, but I feel I have this intuition, this glimpse that we have the capacity to be bigger than we are. We have the capacity to heal beyond our potential. The potential that we think we have, we have the ability to heal beyond it. Right? We have the ability and we also have the ability to accelerate the healing. And this is something I learned from you. I cannot think of a single time ever, ever in 15 years. I cannot think of a single time that I've, I've, uh, that I've come to either see you or somebody else in your office where I wasn't greeted with a smile uh, and I wasn't greeted with how are you doing? you know, a conversation. I never would feel like I was a ticket on somebody's clock. And that is so rare because part of the time when you're not well, Dr. Dorvish, as in my case, people are not listening. And I think that's the most heartbreaking part of a healing journey is to have somebody stop and acknowledge that yes, there's something really not well or something that can be healed. And that's what you and your team of doctors uh, and practitioners do so well. And for me, I know that the listeners, people listening really understand what I'm talking about. Most of the time when I went to see people, they pretty much said it's in your head. But we know differently today. I want to ask you two questions, two separate questions. I want to talk about cancer for a minute. Uh, We give this name to this thing called cancer. And one of the things that many people would not think about is what has that got to do with natural medicine? Now we look back and we see the advances that are being made. The people that are getting well, the people that, quote, are in remission. We're seeing that there are ways now 
to heal the body that we didn't know before. I want to ask you this. 15 years, 20 years, as many years as you like to go back, what have you discovered about treating people that have walked through your door um, that have been diagnosed with cancer? What would you say are the top three things for you? Well, number one is there is always an infection. Always an infection that is burdening the immune system. It could be a Lyme-related infection, it could be a chronic virus, it could be a chronic fungal or a combination of all of them. So that's one. The other one is that emotionally, the emotional toxins that we carry play a huge role in creating cancer. And that negative talk, that negative self-talk that some of us get into and the focus that we give certain negative thoughts or certain negative symptoms within our body creates more energy for that negativity to grow into a cancer. So helping people overcome and switch that negative thought into a much more positive mindset into really understanding and becoming aware of the hope that they have within their body to fight this cancer within the um, the family members and the friends around them but also with with the energy and the spirit that's around them such as you know in my in my belief system, I believe in God. Not everybody does, but I believe in that supreme power that's assisting me to help these people heal, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, and then there is the energy, the electromagnetic field oh. of our body. And if you think about it, you know, we think about what we do in medicine. We often go for an MRI, to figure out what's really growing there, what's there. And what is an MRI? An MRI is magnetic resonance imaging. It's magnetic. It's a, it's a magnet. And what that means is really our cells have the, are also a magnet. You know, we have positive electrical charges. We have our cells are polarized. There's positive charge on one side, negative charge on the other side. And you bring this... Ma magnetic resonance system at the MRI machine, this big magnet, and all the cells line up that are healthy. But the cells that have been damaged, they've lost their electrical charge, their polarity, they don't line up against this magnet. So they create an image we call a tumor, torn ligament, a herniated disc, whatever it is, right? Yeah. But this... Magnetic resonance imaging has been around for decades. So in a way, we have acknowledged the electromagnetic field, a very physics perspective, very scientific perspective, but yet we forgot to apply it in the office when I'm touching you, right? right? When I'm making 
an examination, taking an exam or talking with you. There is an interaction that happens even now sitting on video with you and chit-chatting. There is this electrical exchange, energy exchange. The reason you can see me, I can see you, you can hear me, I can hear you is all energy. It's nothing but energy. People come in here and they tell me, how, how can you test energetically and see if this medicine is working for me through a bottle or through a glass bottle? I say, can't you hear the cars going by, the sound that's traveling through the window? That's glass. Energy travels through glass. Energy travels through us. And so this energy field think we've learned more about this energy field and we're learning more about this energy field and how we can magnify it and create a more positive energy field, help those cells that have been damaged um, become more polarized, gain their, gain their oomph back, <laughs> gain their polarity <laughs> back, right? Yeah. So we're learning more about that. We're learning that energy medicine, meditation, healing touch, Acupuncture, tapping, acupressure, body work. I mean, the, the list goes on, cranial work. I mean, the oh. list just goes on and on. Right. We are able to access and shift things at levels that we didn't understand. And we still don't understand how some of it works, but it works. But the, the beauty of all of this is that science is starting to catch up and kind of prove things that have been used, like you, you mentioned, for thousands of years. In That's China, right. acupuncture oh. has been used for over five, 6,000 of years. And, and Chinese have one of the longest health spans. And look at this. Look at the Chinese. They have dark hair that hardly ever goes gray. <laughs> You know, they usually have skin that looks like a baby's skin until the eighties, nineties, right? So right. they've been doing something right for centuries. <laughs> it wasn't overnight. But you know what's really exciting about all of this is combining the science and spirituality, creating a harmony between science and religion mm -hmm. and our spirits <clears throat> really is at the forefront of shifting medicine. We can't, we can no longer just spend our time focusing on the science and ignore the person. And mm -hmm. we can't just be in la la land doing energy work and ignoring the science. <coughs> Excuse me. It really needs to be a combination of the two in order for us to move forward, to heal, for our society to heal, and for the world to heal. It's this balance, this, this oscillation between science and, and spirituality, science and energy, whatever you want to call it. It's just, mm -hmm. it's just very exciting to watch all of that shift. And it's exciting to watch people shift and heal because of it, because That's of right. the combination. Yeah, I love that we're talking about this because, you know, I got to tell you, the Olympics were on and, uh, you know, the championship swimmer, shows up and he's got all these bruise marks on his back, right? And so one of my friends turns to me and says something like, oh my gosh, he's got the same marks that you used to have. And we're talking about <laughs> cupping, right? Right, yes. that's what we're talking about. Yes. And I said, yeah, why do you think he did that? 
And she says, I have no idea. I never really understood why you did it. I says, the body is so filled of toxins from the air, from the environment, from what we eat. And I said, you know, the less I said, watch him. This is Michael Phelps. Phelps. I said, watch him throughout the Olympics. And you'll see that the bruises are less and less and less. And she said, well, he's just not getting him. I said, no, no, no. I said, the first day that I showed up for that, I don't know if you remember, I was purple everywhere. Yes, I remember. You remember that? Mm -hmm. And and I remember then maybe like several months later, I wasn't. Part of this is detoxification. I wanted to talk about that for a minute. Detox, 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 and we don't really even understand how important that is. So I have to clarify something. And I think in one yes, of the shows way back when we talked about detox, yep. depurating, depuration, which is basically your body's natural ability to remove toxins. And we do that through the skin. We do that through the bowels, through breathing. You know, we get the carbon dioxide and the acid out through that. We do that through your your kidneys and bladder. I mean, there is, and through our liver. So there is that general organ removal of toxins that often can get blocked up um, physically or energetically. For instance, in Chinese medicines, the lungs are related to grief. And if you're grieving and you're really not realizing that you're grieving, oftentimes people come down with bronchitis or pneumonia. And they don't necessarily heal until we completely remove that grief or help them process that grief, I should say, right? So energetically, emotionally, that grief blocks the lungs, now, detoxification is really a biochemical process that happens in your liver. And there is multiple ways of, of uh, multiple chemical pathways in your liver that assist in removing binding chemicals, toxic hormones, um, even toxins that we create in ourselves by the thoughts that we have. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So there is a little bit of a differentiation between detoxification and depuration, which is really um, detoxification is more of a biochemical process versus more of a general, your natural, optimizing your body's natural detox system or depuration system. So when you sit in the sauna, which, you know, which is something that people have done for centuries to sweat you are eliminating toxins through your sweat. Nowadays, the studies are showing that when you sit in an infrared sauna, for instance, for 20 minutes, by the next day, you have peed out mold as well as heavy metals. You've sweated out heavy metals and toxins. You've sweated out chemicals that are in our environment and our food. And all we're doing is optimizing those natural Um, toxic removal channels within our body, the lymphatic system, the skin, the bladder, the kidneys, the the lungs, the intestines, um, the liver, and so forth. So, um, you know, we can focus on, my point being is that we can focus on the physical removal of toxins, Mm -hmm. but the emotional and spiritual aspects play a huge role in helping us do that as well. So they can be a block 
to our detoxification system, removal of toxins, or they can potentiate the removal of the toxins within our body. And that's why we focus on a lot with patients that are um, dealing with very chronic diseases and cancers is to help their body excrete, get rid of the toxins, but identify those toxins first too. So you're not putting them in continuously Mm -hmm. or being exposed to them physically, mentally, or emotionally. I want to ask you this question because this I found, uh, I've become a student, so to speak. Um, I I remember saying to you, I, I don't know what I don't know. I just don't know what I don't know. And I remember that I still believe that today. But here is one thing I know. Over a 15 year period, both as a patient and a student, one of the things that I've noticed in our society, I can only talk about what I've noticed here, is the exponential rise in chronic diseases, classifications of chronic diseases, and how the world is looking at chronic diseases. Exponential is what I mean. Now, I remember when I first came uh, uh, to work with you to be a patient, I remember there used to be one or two of us in a room. You have done something brilliant. You see, you saw this coming, Dr. Darvish. And what you did was you said, we have to be prepared to help more people. So both of us have grown. Our network has grown. And when our technology is finished here, we will go from two channels to 10. And one of them is a God talk channel. The other thing that will happen is we'll create a model that we can give to another network and say, use it. But you have done the same. I want to ask you, what have you had to do to change and grow, to adapt to the people that were coming in, that just the, the mere numbers of them now? You know, on a personal level, yeah, I have had to really focus on keeping myself as healthy as possible. My, my, my belief is that if I'm sick as a physician, as a provider, then how can I pull up somebody who is on the ground feeling really sick? How could I hold their hand and pull them up? I have to be stronger in order to be able to do that, right? And so it's been a growing journey for me. It's, I've been a student. I continue to be a student uh, learning what is it within me, what potentials do I have, what potentials can I ask for and grab onto from people around me, who can help me, who can, who can I help. It's a teamwork, really, of an exchange and how can we grow together? How can we create wellness together? And so I focus, you know, twice a day I meditate. And when I meditate, I'm gone. I mean, it can be an hour, an hour and a half, two hours. And then suddenly somebody walks into the room. I'm like, oh my gosh, two hours, right? And I really believe that meditation is where we are able to access the mysteries of the world. And we are able to understand things that we may not have been able to understand. And so as we meditate, we are given really a gift. 
And sometimes this gift comes in a very material way of recognizing things, you know, me showing up to a class or somebody like you yourself showing up at my office that helps me grow. Or it could be a gift of really understanding from a spiritual perspective what the world is going through and finding that hope that's missing because there's always a positive place to look in the world. There's always something positive that we need to focus on. You know, this reminds me of a quote. There is a quote that I keep dear to my heart. <clears throat> it's, a, it's a quote by Abdu'l-Bahá. He says something, and I'm paraphrasing, but he says something like, I want you to be happy, to smile, to laugh, and to rejoice so that others are made happy by you. You know, that tells me a few things. That tells me that the more we're happy, the more we are able to rejoice and be grateful, the more we're able to create an environment around ourselves that is joyful, that is positive, that is um, everlasting that is just um, healing, you know. And so I want you to be happy. I want every patient, every one of my patients that walks into this room, everyone that I cross pathways with to be happy. Mm. I want them to, to be happy. I want to smile. I want to laugh. I want to rejoice so that everyone is made happy by me. Mm. That's what I want. And that's what I want everyone to be like. Because mm. imagine if we laughed, if we oh. rejoiced, if we were smiling all the time, we would not have cancer. No. We would not have chronic disease. Mm. We would not be suffering so much. Mm -hmm. Why are we? Exactly. Well, we're going to take a short break, but before we do, Dr. Darvish, you, this is what you and I have in common. Uh, at one of many things on my wall in my office, and uh, I put it up there, uh, uh, you know, 15 years ago, whatever. But it's this: it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a verse from Walt Whitman's Leaves of Grass, um, and it's this: it says. Dismiss whatever insults your soul. Exactly. And here's what happens. Yeah, this is it. Happy, this, right? And this would be happy. Yeah. And it says this, and your very flesh shall be a great poem and have the richest fluency, not only in its words, but in the silent lines of its lips and its face and between the lashes of your eyes. And in any motion of every joint in your body, we are taking a look at uh, 15 years. I'm here with Dr. Darvish, and Dr. Darvish and I have been taking this 15-year journey together over time. And part of what you heard today is my reference to my own healing journey, but you also heard about her dedication about what she's done, how how committed she is and passionate she is to wellness. You know, today we're giving you a review, but moving forward, Dr. Darvish and I are going to be teaming up and providing you with a show that's not only going to talk about how you can look at wellness differently, but also what are the things that are happening in the world? What is the future? What could you learn and know and pass on? Uh, this is something she and I are planning together. Uh, Dr. Darvish, again, what's the best way for people to find out more about you? 
Well, we have two websites, my own website where you will find updated blog information on various topics, anything from hormone therapy to cancer to meditation. And that's drdarvish.com, D-R-D-A-R-V-I-S-H.com. And then there is our clinic, uh, our center's website, holistiquehealth.com. And holistique is the French spelling, H-O-L. I-S-T-I-Q-U-E health.com. Awesome. And that, that, in that space, you will find all the different treatments and um, testing that we have available. And there's more that we are constantly doing that hasn't necessarily made it onto the website yet. So we are really one um, working at continuously being at the cutting edge forefront of transforming your health and the health of our society. Yeah, well, thank you. Excuse thank you so much for that. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about, which doesn't get talked about, and I ask you this question, is today in the world, we've got the headlines about Lyme disease, we got celebrities about Lyme disease, we got people speculating about Lyme disease, we have some states on the west, on the East Coast that are protecting people now in legislation about testing. And yet we just don't have enough of the conversation. And I remember the first time you and I had a dialogue about Lyme disease. Um, looking back, how do you reflect upon your first, let's just call it, what moment <laughs> of being introduced to Lyme disease? You know, I thought I was crazy finding Lyme disease in patients, especially here on the West Coast in the early 2000s, you know? I mean, West Coast Lyme disease doesn't make sense. And still to this day, West Coast Lyme disease doesn't make sense. And yet I still have people walking in here with the typical target lesion, which only about 5 to 10% of people get, get, right? Yeah. So I thought I was crazy. But looking back, I now understand that really this has been a journey of awakening for most of us. Yeah. For realizing that health and healing is not just popping in a pill, an antibiotic or a Prozac. You know, that it really takes work and time and awareness and presence to yeah. be who we are, to be healthy, and to create a strength and wellness within us that will continue to kind of um, cascade, have this cascade effect mm -hmm. throughout our own body, but throughout mm -hmm. um, our spirits and radiate energy to people around us. So it's mm -hmm. really... It's really complex, right? It's really, yeah. really complex. <clears throat> it's complex, and yet it's here. And what I mean by that is that um, there's a complex nature of something that you don't know what that something is. It's, you know, there it is. But then here, here we now have this thing that we're calling Lyme disease. Fast forward, and you said it. Back in 2003 and 2004 and 2005, 
we were not even having a conversation about chronic Lyme disease on the East Coast. And yet you could point to entire communities in Connecticut and Rhode Island where everybody on the block, everybody in the neighborhood. And yet, thanks to you and other doctors, there became this groundswell of you that have started to come out and talk about it. Now, clearly in the state of Washington, you were it at the time. And yet you came forward uh, and we all came forward and said, we've got to understand this because people were, are, were dying, right? Yes, yes. And we're yeah. still trying to understand it yeah. because, yeah. you know, it is complex. It is, I think it's a misnomer. You know, the Western medicine, conventional medicine <clears throat> understands Lyme disease to be an acute 30-day antibiotic infection. You should be good to go. Done. Yet we know we see people suffering with multiple sclerosis, ALS, Parkinson's, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, bipolar, depression. I mean, the list just goes on and on. Autoimmune diseases, right? The list just goes on and on. And, and we are realizing that popping a pill is just not enough to address the complexity of these conditions. Mm -hmm. And more and more people, like you've mentioned earlier, are becoming afflicted with these really complex diseases. I mean, I see younger and younger patients in my office, sicker and sicker, walking in for the first time. It's unbelievable. The other day I had an 18-year-old who walked in with <clears throat> cancer, right? And so um, this Lyme disease, we, I think we use the term Lyme just because it's convenient. Yeah, but exactly. It's really a, it's a multiple infection syndrome affecting multiple systems in the body. And it takes a complex treatment plan to really address this complex condition. You know, hey, Dr. Darvish, what you were saying is so important. I mean, the fact that, you know, an 18-year-old woman walks into your office and, you know, there you are with somebody that has cancer. I, I'm really clear that over the 15-year period, that, you know, I've been sitting in the rooms, I agree with you, you know, I'm seeing younger and younger, younger people uh, really suffering from chronic illness. And yet at the same time, I'm also noticing some of the incredible advances, especially that you have made to treat folks. Tell us a little bit about, you know, this world now of chronic illness that so requires us to peel the layers back. Definitely. So, you know, I think one of the biggest things that we have discovered is being aware and present. And with that has come this whole concept of how important diet and nutrition is in our immune system, in keeping the bugs away, in helping us fight these, some of these chronic diseases and infections. And so that whole awareness of eating healthier, um, eating more organic, eating more plant-based uh, is really coming to the forefront of both research and uh, health and, um, you know, treatment. So that's one thing. But in terms of science and the development of uh, technology and um, treatment options, you know, 
you're absolutely right that we are tired of treating with antibiotics. Antibiotics really haven't done much in terms of uh, helping patients with chronic diseases or Lyme. In fact, if anything, patients have gotten sicker as a result. You know, I see patients who've been on antibiotics for a long, long, long time. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. Antibiotics are needed in certain situations that are acute to get them out of that realm. But on the chronic long-term basis, I think it's the wrong approach, honestly. And so what we have been doing is really working at finding the root causes of the root imbalances of these chronic diseases and infections and um, the Lyme and um, stimulating the body's immune processes, its ability to, like you mentioned earlier, detoxify and so forth, to get the body to fight these infections and to heal. So on the one hand, you want to identify what the infections are, what the toxic load are. Are we dealing with heavy metals, chemicals, what kind of infections, parasites, viruses, fungus, mold, whatever, as well as psycho-emotional um, issues that may be going on. On the other hand, you want to open up channels in the body that will be able to fight off some of these infections to get rid of them. So it's not just about killing things off, but it's also about getting rid of the remnants of some of these infections that continue to stimulate the immune response. But also, even at a deeper level, is to stimulate healing, right? To stimulate the, the damaged mitochondria, the damaged cells that have occurred as a result of some of these toxic chemicals and infectious exposures. So we want to stimulate the, the cellular healing. And I think that's where advancements have been made the most is finding and identifying that the mitochondria, the cell engine, needs to be addressed and treated. And so we use, you know, anything um, from, of course, diet, but also uh, nutrients and then biooxidative therapy, ozone therapy, vitamin C therapies, all the way to uh, stem cell therapy and emotional work to kind of get the body to kind of reboot it in a sense. So it's a really, you know, we're looking at a very complex treatment approach for a very complex condition that's going on that's making our society very sick. And the spiritual aspect of all of this is vital. People are recognizing that they need to meditate. They need to do some yoga and um, Pilates and Tai Chi and Qigong and just breathe. Just simply they, they realize that they're holding their breath and they're not breathing. They're not allowing themselves to get that nourishment from, from the air or the food that they're, they're supposed to get. So we've, made, we've come a long ways in the last 15 years, really. And it's really exciting to see what the next 15 years hold for um, treatments of eradicating chronic diseases, including Lyme and cancer. It's really very, very exciting. Well, I think it's exciting. exciting. Yeah. And, and what I love about what you're talking about is it's starting to open up new ideas about how to bring wellness to the forefront of our everyday lives. I mean, you know, clearly when we look at some of the statistics about obesity and we start to look at, you know, 
the pain that goes into watching a society. And, you know, this is very near and dear to my heart, Dr. Darvish. And people may say, well, what do you know about that? Well, my sister died on a hospital floor at about 400 pounds. So I know quite a bit about it. I also know quite a bit about, you know, what we have to do to speak out for those that really need to get nutritional food, you know, that need to have things in their lives so that they can be part of wellness, be part of health. Um, You know, as we look back in this 15 years, Dr. Darvish, I want to stop for a minute. I want to talk about the vision for the future. And this is where I think, you know, you and I, uh, people look at me and they say, when are you going to retire? When are you going to stop? And I say, I'm just warming up. But you have a vision. And I'd love to, to hear about your vision. What do you see in the forefront? What do you see in terms of new innovations and what you're most excited about? Well, you know, I'm most excited about this platelet-rich plasma and stem cell therapy. I think we're just starting to recognize how healing and what potential our own blood has to heal ourselves. You know, platelet-rich plasma is um, extraction of the growth hormone and the platelets from your own blood. And then we inject it back um, intravenously or into the face or in the joints or, um, you know, wherever the cells need it to rejuvenate and heal. And now the stem cells, there, you know, there's so much research that's been going on in stem cells. I remember in 2006, Seven, eight, I was sitting in a class and there was one doctor and one clinic out in Florida that was starting to do research on stem cell and cancer therapies. And so it's really becoming exciting. And since then, they're, they're finding that stem cell therapy is a very powerful way to treat autoimmune diseases. You know, there's about 133 diagnosed um, types of autoimmune diseases um, that have been recognized. And so stem cell therapy, the research is now showing that it can influence and help people suffering with autoimmune diseases, people with chronic pain. And so, and people with chronic Lyme disease and chronic infections, the stem cell therapy is really showing some really amazing um, results. So I'm really excited to see what we learn about the potentials that our body, our own body has in terms of healing our own system and how we can access that. So it's, it's, it's really, you know, it's exciting. We live in a very exciting time. And, um, but it also is very sad to see how many people actually are suffering that really need to shift. And I hope that the light kind of the bulb kind of turns on for most of us and we recognize the potential that we have as individuals and as a society, we come together in harmony and unity to, to learn and to grow and to heal each other instead of, you know, being at battles with mine or yours, you know, we've got to put that kind of a mindset aside and really come together. So I look forward to seeing more creativity, more innovation as we come together, as we Mm -hmm. put our minds and hearts from diverse backgrounds, from diverse professionals, um, from 
different uh, modalities, you know, from the Chinese to the Middle Eastern. <laughs> yeah. Me, to yeah. The Western and European. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about our show today and one of the things that I was really struck by, and I think it was about three years ago when I did a uh, charity event uh, for Lyme disease. And I remember interviewing a young woman and the young woman was just accepted to a university, prestigious university to study medicine, science. And I interviewed her, Dr. Darvish, because she was on an internship. And this is what I remember. She had gotten an internship at a laboratory facility. And her story was that this laboratory facility had been developing nanotechnology for technology's sake. But her mom, her mom had contracted Lyme disease. So this young intern who used her own time with the, the with the permission of the facility, did an experiment and used nanotechnology to track down various infections. And I have to apologize, my language, zap them out. And, you know, clearly that's the kind of thing when you watch, you know, this, this young intern that's now a student on her own time, come up with this incredible nanotechnology that can literally track down a particular frequency of infection, right? Uh, and I, I can't remember exactly what, she did not do this study on humans. But this is really kind of a very, very interesting idea that came from a very young per person with a passion. I think that's what we have to look forward to too, isn't it? Exactly. I think the youth in our society have so much potential to create and lead us into a whole new field of medicine and health and wellness. Really, they, they are going to be at the forefront of helping us understand and innovate. Nanotechnology is awesome. You know, and now they're doing, they've been doing so many studies on different uh, substances, even just silver, the nano uh, particles of silver and how it impacts inflammation, reducing inflammation, fighting cancer cells, modulating immune function, and so forth, or even helping target uh, cancer um, therapies directly to cancer cells. So the nanotechnology is really, really uh, a big, big deal for us right now as well. It's, it's I said, it's all very exciting. It's an exciting time to be living in, to learn, to grow, and um, to be part of something that is building history, you know? We mm -hmm. are building yeah. history. Yeah. Wow. You know, Dr. Darvish, you and I are going to be doing a series of shows that really tap into the innovation, but also the inspiration of so many. And I want to thank you for today and certainly congratulate you on your journey, your passion, your purpose, and your amazing success in helping others. Uh, one last question. I'd love to hear your personal message. What would you like to leave us with? And thank you so much for all that you do. Well, first of all, Dr. Pat, I want to congratulate you for all that you've done and you continue to do and all your success. It's just been such, 
such an amazing journey to have you as in my life. So thank you so much. Mm. And my message to everyone is never to lose hope. Always have hope. There is always something out there that will save you, help you heal, and um, have faith. You know, you just have to have faith. That's the biggest thing that I try to help patients and families understand is the hope and the faith and whatever is meant to be will always will be as long as we're open to to accepting all of that. So thank you so much, Dr. Pat, for this opportunity to be with you and journeying with you and educating yeah. patients, people and patients out there. So thank you so much. And I want to thank all of you out there from both Dr. Darvish and I, uh, all of you out there that were so willing to come forward to have a voice and to also share that voice, share the information that she and I have shared over the years with your friends, with your families, because you are part of the journey with us. Thank you, Dr. Darvish. Thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on. And uh, guess what? Going to hear a lot more from Dr. D and I. We'll see you next time.